Hi, this is Tyler Schnudy, and you're listening to On Your Way Out, a podcast of Providence Church. On this platform, we're having conversations with members of our community and beyond about making more and better disciples of Jesus and what it means for us as we leave the walls of the church building and enter the world. So welcome into the Provcast. Well, welcome back into the podcast, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be back. We had a little bit of a hiatus um, as 2020 continues to be 2020. Um, and yeah, so we took a, a few weeks of a break um, as things kind of got shut down a little bit, but we're really excited just to be back having this conversation in a time that I think it's even more important maybe than others um, just to be um, using this as a medium to engage with uh, our church body and just some of the things that we're we're going through this Advent season. Um, and I'm really excited for our guest this week. Um, a lot of you probably know her. This is Lori Skipper. So thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was thinking on the way in, actually, Lori, that um, I think out of all the guests that we've had, I probably know you the least, actually. Um, and yeah. that's kind of fun because I feel like this could go anywhere, you know? Um, yep, it could go it anywhere. Could. <laughs> I, I was thinking back to, I think the first time I really like spent time with you was actually, I don't know if you even remember this, but a couple years ago at the Smiggies, there was, we had like a party in their backyard. Oh, yeah. And we just like, yes. I think that was the first time like I just kind of like interacted with you. Yep. And you just really struck me as just like such a joyful person. Um, and I was just so like, I don't know. I, I remember that night very clearly, like getting to know you a little bit. And... We actually wanted to have you on a few weeks ago when Joel was speaking about joy. And I, I said this before we started recording that the team that was thinking about guests to have on, we were thinking about who is somebody that could really just embody that joyfulness and talk about how joy has just kind of impacted their life and they live in that way. And I think you were the first person that came up, like in several people's minds. And that's just mind-boggling to me. That is, <laughs> it's humbling and um, hmm. yeah, but... Joy is, I guess, a word that I've kind of picked as my life word, mm -hmm. not a, a year word or a word for the year, but um, and it has kind of evolved into that. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. so, but yeah, that's very humbling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very. Well, I think it's it's just an evidence of that you've really have embodied that and made that true for yourself. And um, I think that makes you a person that people really look up to in certain ways, um, especially like in this time, I think we're going through for a lot of people in a lot of different ways, just I think a period of darkness and, and joy sometimes is hard to cultivate in our lives, you know? Um, so maybe for those that don't know you super well, just maybe talk a little bit about who you are. Um, are you from the Holland area and, and maybe your relationship with Providence Church? How long have you been coming and how'd you get plugged into here? If you can even remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I grew up in Hamilton, um, went to Holland Christian, um, and we were kind of known at Holland Christian at the time as kind of the farmers, mm. you know, and we weren't farmers, like, <laughs> you know, and the, the joke in high school was that, um, my friend and I, Vicki, um, that we were going to marry farmers and, oh, absolutely not. I will <laughs> not marry a farmer <laughs> because, course. you know, well then of course I met Cal and he's a farmer <laughs> and okay. 
I fell in love with him. Okay, I'll marry you, but I'm not going to do what the farming stuff. The what every farm family does. I'm not going to live on that farm mm-hmm. because mom and dad move out of the house and the kids move into the house onto the farm, you know. I said I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, Obviously, God just likes to laugh when I right. say never because I now live on the farm. <laughs> I'm married to a farmer yep. who, whom I love, but and I and really love our life. You know, hmm. I mean, it's a um, I love living on the farm also, hmm. and um, but uh, yeah, and we kept started coming to Providence. So it was 2017. How okay. many more? How no. 2007. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> <Those are> different. <laughs> yeah, 2007. Um, and uh, we had come just from a smaller church, um, and Providence was so refreshing, hmm. um, just with their forward thinking and um, just trying new things. And hmm. if it didn't work, that was okay, yeah. you know. And they didn't. Uh, and still don't, you know, they think out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, they, if something doesn't work, they admit it and, <laughs> or we, we admit it and, <laughs> right. and go on right. and you don't just beat it to death and right, just because right. it's what you've always done. Sure, sure. And that has been extremely refreshing for us at Providence. And, that's cool. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's a good sign of like a healthy community I think is when you don't get kind of stuck in the patterns that you're unwilling to break out of but you're willing to try new things because the world continues to change right and mm-hmm. um, to be able to just be to not hold on to things too tightly and to be able to say hey let's let's try this thing that we've never tried before and yeah if it doesn't work then hey we'll, we'll try something else you know exactly and that embody to me that embodies um, providence mm-hmm. that's what providence is mm-hmm. and we love that so that's cool that's cool um, yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit, um, we're going to backtrack a little bit to, to thinking about joy a little bit, um, and then we're going to move a little bit more into what we're talking about this week. Um, but I just wanted to ask, like, how are like you doing personally in your walk with God in, in this way that you've, um, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people would wonder as somebody who has kind of adopted this idea of joy to try to let that permeate, you know, who you are. This mm-hmm. is a, a year and a season where that has probably been, maybe not, but I would think maybe harder to do than others. Um, what has been your journey with your relationship with God in that um, as, you know, this year has thrown so many changes at you? Well, it's it's been very different. Um, I kind of thrive in community. Mm-hmm. And um, so just not having that community of the church and friends close and um, and interacting personally with people has been hard. Um, and I, I probably like a lot of other people, I think my um, relationship with God has, I don't know, just even my devotions and stuff have been, that's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really need someone to keep me accountable Um and I, that's just the kind of person I am. And I'll, you know, I struggle with that. And so not being in community has been hard. Yeah. Um, but that's not saying that I don't see God in 
um, just everyday life, even mm-hmm. though it's been hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what I try to do is even when it's hard, you got to look for the joy. Mm-hmm. God does send, and it's even in the most, the smallest things, um, in the sunrise, which mm-hmm. obviously isn't small, but, um, <laughs> but the sunshine that we've had this week yeah. every single day yeah. you can't take that for granted the <laughs> nice weather that we've had and just to be thankful for that and mm-hmm. and acknowledge that and um but even on the way here i'm driving and i'm a little late <laughs> <laughs> and i hit a green light and i'm like oh thank you god you yeah, know because yeah. i know i'm like oh he's he's got my back here you mm-hmm. know two green lights you know and then i hit a big double wide that I was like, <laughs> Oh my word. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's Satan because I'm going to do something that, you know, he would rather not have me be there on time, yeah. but took an alternate route and, you know, it was right. fine. But I think it's just looking at for God and that joy, um, that he is sending me or us mm. in just the little things. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting because I think what you're in a, little, in a little way of what you're saying is that you do have to almost make a choice, I think, to acknowledge those things, right? Yeah. Because I was even thinking, as you were talking about the weather, like, for me, like, I now that you say that, I kind of like, oh, yeah, it has been sunny this week, but I pro- I really didn't even, like, think about that too much. I think just because my mind is just on so many other things that sometimes you have to, you do have to really choose yeah. joy in some of those ways, right? Yeah. Yep. That's... Um, yeah, that's it's a choice, <laughs> most mm-hmm, definitely, mm-hmm. Um, because you could be really down and, you know, and, and I'm not saying there's not days where I am like, oh, like everyone else, this really, mm-hmm. this is hard. This is hard being isolated. And yeah. um, uh, but again, in all of that, you choose to look for the things because they are there and yeah. um, God's sending them all the time. And but we just have to open our eyes to them. Absolutely, and that's actually um, someone mentioned to me that your email signature at the end of all your emails says "Choose Joy," and mm-hmm. that's something that. When did you decide to do that, and what is that kind of philosophy <laughs> meant for you? You know, I don't. It, it kind of just evolved. I think mm-hmm. my my middle name is Joy, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. It just yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that really <laughs> happened. It just came it just and I kinda, started yeah. doing it. And I I don't even send all that many emails sure, anymore. Sure. You know, it's mostly texts and messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily sign off from those. Yeah. So I don't do it as much. Yeah. Um, but And then people started commenting. Oh, I love that you do that. And it's like, well. And so I think it kind of became my signature. And yeah, um, yeah choose joy. Choose joy. <laughs> yep. I love that. Um, yeah. And, and with that, I was, I would like to hear maybe a little bit about, you know, the farm this year and maybe from even a business side, cause I think a lot of us maybe in this area have experienced just like hardships and, um, maybe discouragement, like in our professional lives as, you know, things have been so, um, different this year and pr- probably a lot of us that are involved with businesses or even, you know, if we're just employed by certain places like that's, there's been a huge effect on those kinds of things. Um, what has been your experience with God in, in that way? And maybe like, how have you really had to, to trust in God with, with Skipper Eggs and, um, how that's progressed this, this year in 2020? Well, you know, there was never really a shutdown 
of hmm. the farm yeah. um, because we're essential, because yeah. we're producing food, we're producing eggs. Um, so in that way, you know, when everything was shut down back in March, our lives kind of went on, you know, somewhat normal, where there were people working from home or not going to work at all. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband went out to work every day. And yeah. he was working every day, and our kids, uh, Riley, our son who's married, works on the farm, and um, Elliot works part-time on the farm when he's going to school. Mm-hmm. And But they, you know, they worked. Yeah. And But that's not to say that, and we're very fortunate for that, mm-hmm. um, but that's not to say that there weren't, um, you know, scary times. It's, you know, you have 50 employees and are you doing enough? You're giving them masks. Um, you're mm-hmm. saying if you're not comfortable being here, don't, you know, don't come if you're sick. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, you're not going to lose your job. If you are not feeling well, you know, they would normally show up if mm-hmm. you've got a cold or whatever. And right. um, and um, the people that we employ uh are a lot of them are very scared that they're going to lose their job, Hmm. you know? And so Cal had to really, you know, reassure them, you're not, you're not going to lose your job. And if you just absolutely do not feel comfortable working during this time, it's okay, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And when we're back to normal, if, you know, at that time we thought normal would be. Like around now maybe. Yeah, or even three weeks, you know, I think Mm -hmm. we were, put into shelter in place or whatever for three weeks and I mean kind of thought maybe it would get better you know um but you'll have a job and just reassuring people of that but and and just making sure that 50 people that affects so many more Mm -hmm. because they all go home to one two five you know Mm -hmm. people in their homes um it just yeah, just making sure that you're keeping them safe. Yeah. And um, and at one time, um, they had said that, well, that all the um, workers had to be tested. Mm-hmm. And they could be tested, um, Governor Wintner said, which, you know, is good. They're, they're just because there were outbreaks in, mm-hmm. like, um, facilities like ours. And um, because people are working close together and stuff. And um, they, you know, at first they came out and said, everyone needs to be tested and they can't work until they get a negative test, mm-hmm. which would be about four days. Right. Well. What are you supposed to do until then? Yeah, that doesn't work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and just going, what the world? And, you know, but. You just have to trust and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. as it went on, it ended up being a really good thing. Hmm. Um, Everyone got tested. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure if anyone was positive. Mm -hmm. I, maybe one person was positive, but they had not been at work. And Mm -hmm. we've been very fortunate with that, that um, uh, we can really see God's hand in that, that Mm -hmm. as many people as we have working close together and, and um, that, yeah, they, 
often if there is someone positive, they haven't been at work for several right. days. So right. Cal's checked with, you know, health department and stuff, and they're like, well, if they haven't been at work, then you're you're good to go, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So yeah. because there have been plants shut down, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. and what do you do? I mean, right. yeah, you have live animals that need to be <laughs> cared yeah, for like, and right. food that needs to be, There's you know. There's daily things that have to get done. Yes, right. yes, or things, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and... Yeah, we were we were talking a few minutes ago that things feel like so so much different now than even it did in March. I think because there's a little more of a tangible effect that we've seen, like probably on people that we know, right, and people that right. are in our lives that either have had COVID or um, um, yeah, are, are have been exposed. And I think part of how that is tying into what we've been kind of walking through as a church is that. Um, there's a certain way in which I think as, as Christians we're, we're called to be selfless. Right. And, um, I think following Jesus at a certain point, we've, we've talked we've used the phrase denying your flesh a lot that, um, there are certain things that we desire just as humans. And, um, you know, before we've been called into this new life, um, there are things that I think in, in our sinfulness that we, that we really want to do that maybe are not of God. Um, and not to, not to overly spiritualize, you know, this virus and, and all that stuff. But in certain ways, I think we have to always be looking at, like, how is the decisions that I'm making and how are um, even maybe the opinions that I have about certain things, is it um, is it of God to, to desire certain things for myself? And how much am I laying myself down um, for the good of other people, you know? Um, and I just look at how maybe you guys have had to, you know, work around some of these things with all your employees and realizing, like, hey, these are all of these people are individual lives, right? These are, they have families. A lot of them mm-hmm. are maybe living with their families. And so the decisions that I make are not so much necessarily about the business itself, right? Cause some of those right. things could be potentially harmful to, you know, if you look at your, your budget or, you know, some right. of those things, but you're putting those people before your own needs. Um, yep. that's a, that's a really cool expression, I think. And, and that kind of points to, I think, you know, maybe not other businesses would really have responded in that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what about like this Christmas season? Cause we're, you know, moving into this Advent and, and, um, celebrating, you know, the coming of our, our Messiah that has, has come to, to set us free. Um, how, how is this Christmas season? Obviously there are a lot of things that are different, but what are you looking forward to? And, um, what are you appreciating about coming into this Advent season and this year in, in the midst of all this? Um, well, first I, probably I miss what I'm missing is my community um, with the parties that are being, you know, Thanksgiving, first of all, being small. And um, Mm -hmm. we, you know, canceled our Thanksgiving gathering and just did a small, just our immediate family. Mm -hmm. And we always gather with with the greater family, you know, the bigger aunts and uncles and that kind of thing, um, which I am. I'm the aunt. I'm the great aunt. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary. (laughs) Um, But um, missing that, Mm. but also if I'm just bluntly honest, um, a clear calendar. Yeah. And somewhat there kind of takes the pressure off Hmm. and some of the takes the pressure off the commercialization Mm -hmm. of Christmas and um, having to get it all done and 
have your house all ready for parties and mm. the gifts and and there's still gifts and that kind of yeah. thing but I don't know there's there's some free freedom in that yeah. also although it's sad too it's, you it, know yeah, I mean right. it's this two-edged sword I think um, and that, that's a good example of I think how there's some like when you look for that that goodness that would not have come you know in a normal year have you felt that I've even felt that in in some of the things that I'm just so used to doing that we almost put certain pressures or expectations on ourselves. And then in some ways we've almost been released of some of that in a way. Like even when I was um, quarantined for, I was, I ended up being quarantined for like three weeks and a lot of us have maybe been quarantined or we've had just like our whole schedules in our lives, like kind of on pause for a certain length of time. And like in a certain way you, 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 have for me i've evaluated like because there are there is some like i I got really sick of quarantine about a weekend but (laughs) for a little bit i was like you know there are certain things that i've accomplished in this time that i would not have been able to otherwise um even in my spiritual life and just in my relationships with people for me i'm i'm kind of the same way in that i really need to be with people to feel Mm -hmm. connected with them and even like to a point where like i have a hard time like maintaining relationships like digitally, if that makes sense. Like whether yeah. that's texting or like when I'm far away from people physically, I have a hard time maintaining relationships Yeah, and being quarantined actually like gave me some space to kind of like improve on that a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you felt that way, like, like kind of what you're saying, like in the way that our schedules have been totally like th- thrown to the wind, maybe there's some ways that we can actually think about like, is this something that I can even take with me beyond this that could maybe be healthier, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mind is going right now, but, um, just being intentional about, um, touching it, you know, base with people and making sure they're okay. And, um, you know, um, and, I found that even during this time, before too, but that I know that um, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit maybe yeah. um, later uh, in a little bit, but how when God brings, you know, during the day, I might be washing dishes or, mm-hmm. you know, folding clothes, and God brings someone to mind. And the first time I go, oh, you know how you're just thinking and, and, and God, and you think about that person and yeah, then you're on to the next thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, but then the second time during the day when God brings that person to mind again, it's like, okay, why, why is God, why, you know, God, why? And to, to follow that prompting, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I do think it's, I say God, but it's the Holy Spirit prompting yeah. and, I, you know, more than once during this time have um, have acted on that um, prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, seven out of ten times I don't, yeah, <laughs> you right. know, I mean, to be honest, yep. but the times I have and just to shoot someone a text or a message or give them a call and say, hey, God's brought you to mind three times today, hmm. you know, um, and I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and, you know, and mm-hmm. is there a reason why God's bringing you to mind? Mm-hmm. And um, 
and just checking in with people. Yeah. And, um, and that's brought about some good conversations and some good caring for people. Um, hmm. um, but, but that's hard. Even, yeah. even during quarantine when they're supposedly not, you know, <laughs> or during this time, I call it quarantine, but yeah. during this time when our schedules are, are slower, yeah. um, uh, it's it's easy to just brush that off. Oh yeah, because I think we we sometimes convince ourselves that the reason why we don't do certain things is because we don't have time. Yes. When in reality, it's like we have the time, and even when we're given yes. the time, we still have to be intentional about doing uh-huh. it. You know, I don't always want to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because oh, you know, that can really and yeah, like I said, seven out of ten times I yeah. don't. But it, it's the times that you do that you go oh. Now, why don't I do this more often, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it's so true. This is like um, a really, obviously, it's a very unique time, but it's a time I think to really take it. There are ways that we can take advantage of it in like evaluating certain things about ourselves, even spiritually in that way of like, because I'm, I'm kind of the same way when I get really just busy with scheduling, just my days feel filled. And yeah, there are certain times where I'm totally the same way in that I probably have felt the Holy Spirit nudging me to do something. I'm like, I ah, just like, I can't deal with that yeah. or I don't have the time for it. And I've, I think that's such a, maybe that's something in our flesh, but that can often also just be the enemy just trying to keep us away from that. And oh, those definitely. same things happen, you know, even when that space has been given, it's like, yeah, I don't have as much going on. And I still feel that resistance mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And that I helps still have my list of things I want to get oh, done. Oh, exactly. And I go, um, don't, God, don't you see this list? I've got this whole list I want to accomplish exactly. today. They're my things I want to <laughs> accomplish. But, right. and if I get those all done, which I never do, you know, <laughs> cause they yeah. carry over to the yeah, next exactly. day. But if I get those all done, then I'll, you know, but, it, yeah. It's rewarding when um, you do follow those nudgings, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So as we maybe transition a little bit into kind of this Advent series that we're in, talking about hope, and maybe that's not even much of a transition because I think what this this series that we're hoping to really center in on is in the midst of, for a lot of us, darkness. We, I had worship rehearsal last night with the worship team, a couple of things specifically with the members of that team that they're going through. Um, and I've just been involved with a couple of things with groups of people where we've um, just really felt the effects of, I think, some of the darkness that's at work. Um, there's just a lot of brokenness, I think, that we're experiencing on a very just visceral level right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and... For a lot of us, I think it's hard to know what to cling on to because so much of our foundation has been shaken, right? So much of our the things that we're, we usually kind of fall back on have maybe been stripped away or, or taken from us. And what does it look like to truly hold on to the hope of Christ? Um, what does that look like for us as believers? Um, and we're going to go through the next four weeks. Um, Sue did just an awesome job last week setting up... Um, looking up and looking, fixing our eyes upwards beyond kind of the murkiness um, of the time that we're in and and focusing on the gift of Jesus and and what does that mean for us. And what we're going to do the next four weeks is go through the descriptions of God that are listed in Isaiah 9. First one being the wonderful counselor. Um, And a little bit of what Toby's going to talk about this Sunday is the wonder of God. Um, Just what does it mean to to be left in awe of who God is because he is so 
so much bigger, right? He is so much greater mm-hmm. than the things that we experience here on earth um, and, and the earthly things. Maybe, um, can you share a little bit about like, what are maybe the last time or, or what is the time that you can pick up, remember? And it, maybe it's a big thing. Maybe it's a, it's a small thing that you're just left in awe of who God is. Um, what was happening in that time when you're just kind of like left in wonder of, of who he is? What does that, what does that feel like? And what does that look like for you in your life? Hmm. <laughs> That's big. Um, you know, if I think about that, um, it's it's probably a million little things mm-hmm. um, that, but you know if I there's always a million little things that I could list um, that bring me in awe of God. Just even giving me green traffic lights. Yeah. I mean, He cares that much, mm-hmm. you know, about me, mm-hmm. little me, you know that. He's given me green traffic lights to go through. Mm. Um, Or a friend who says, oh, this and this and this and this about you and builds you up. And, you know, and I reply back, you know me better than I know myself. You know, Um, Mm. you've been listening, obviously, and and remember. So, um, but in all of God... um, I think there's probably two things, two big, big things mm. in my life. And one of them is back, way back. I don't even know what year it was. I had a nephew who um, was killed, mm. um, nine years old, mm. and he was rollerblading, hit by a car. Mm. And that just shook me to my foundation. Um, and but and our family obviously but um just to see how the community how we were cared for mm. and how people come around you um i learned so many life lessons that i've taken into my um you know adopted into my life um uh things like when someone dies uh, you know I, I just remember being at my brother and sister-in-law's house and mm. people dropping off paper plates and napkins and because other people were bringing food because what do you do mm-hmm. How, what do you do for yeah. people you bring them food yeah. you know um and so there's all this food coming in and someone obvious probably someone who had been there before knew that they're going to have all kinds of people and they're not going to want to go to the store. So, and someone dropping off a pack of thank you cards and a, and a whole thing of stamps because they knew they'd be writing thank you cards, you know, just small things like that. A man, um, an older gentleman riding up on his bike up their driveway and handing a pint or a thing of fresh picked red raspberries, Hmm. you know, Hmm. Um, just, yeah, it makes me teary just thinking about that. Yeah. Just the love, you know, it yeah. wasn't the raspberries, it right. was the love that, and him writing up someone that we didn't even know all that well. He mm-hmm. didn't have to do that, yeah. but that was, he was just showing he cared. Um, that yeah. was just awe-inspiring yeah. to me, how God, um, you know, just brings people around you. But And also, um, we've had a few things on the farm, losses on the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, a big fire um, back in, and it was probably about 2007 because we were just 
just um, starting here mm -hmm. and um, a, a big fire on a Sunday and, um, and how people rallied around us at that time. And when we felt like we were just in this fishbowl, you know, news stations and mm -hmm. um, just people driving into the farm, driving through, and uh, it was just in what are we going to do now? And, you know, how do you pick up? And, um, but even years before that, we had a um, power um, outage during the middle of the summer, 95 degrees, hot, humid, mm -hmm. and we come home and our garage door doesn't open, mm -hmm. electric, and my husband went, oh, no. And his first thought, he ran out of the car because he knew if we didn't have power in that garage door, we didn't have it on the farm. Mm -hmm. And it was before generators that yeah. kicked in and you know and huge loss um mm. and just the fact that one of the employees on the farm was a volunteer firefighter in over isol and he got on the fire phone and said anybody who is available please come and so and we are calling our friends. I'll tell you, when it really stinks to be our friends, <laughs> come. Because we need you to come and pull dead chickens out of cages. Oh, because you had to get them out and put them in, in wheelbarrows and yep. put them in dump trucks outside. And, you know, yep. I mean, yuck. Yeah. You know, but that people come and do that. Mm. I mean, people that, I mean, we know, but... They didn't have to, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe our friends kind of did, but anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> they didn't. They, yeah. you know. But how just how God just takes care of you and um, through other people, yeah. and um, it's it's just that just brings me to awe. Yeah, you know. And that's exactly what I, I find beautiful about both of those examples is that you know that wasn't you know God appearing in a cloud of smoke and you know. No, it was kind it, it of. Was, he was in that in smoke way, of the it, fire, but right. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, it, yeah. in a sense, though, like, I think what's cool is that I think that is often how God works is through other people. Like, when right. he, a lot of times we, even when we when we pray certain things, like, um, you know, oh, God, I just need strength. And maybe in our minds, we think God is going to sort of bestow us this feeling of, of <laughs> empowerment, you know, randomly. And, right. Um, but often I think the way God's work is that he gives us, he surrounds us with people and, and prompts other people mm -hmm. in, in, in that way um, to do his work. Right. right? And that kind of goes back to sometimes who knows, like those ways that you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to do something was maybe that, that is God answering someone else's prayer yeah. to go into their life and do something. Exactly. Exactly. And that is just so cool. And, that's, I think, that awareness of how the Spirit of God is moving in our world, it does take that, I think, conscious um, decision to acknowledge that, like, in all these ways um, that God is going to, you know, bring about his kingdom and and what whatever that that means at a particular point in time, he's going to do it through us. He's going to do it through me and he's mm -hmm. going to do it through you. Um, and we have to make that decision to be listening to the Holy Spirit and what a cool way that we can partner with what God is going to do. And mm -hmm. we get to be a part of his Holy Spirit's work in the world. Um, I think he could. And we, and we read stories in the old, in the old Testament and even in, in acts um, where God really does tangibly come down. And I believe that that still happens, but I also think he uses his creation to do it. And, and we are the biggest part of his creation and mm -hmm. he's going to choose to partner with us. He wants to do that if we're willing. 
Um, if we surrender to him, he's going to do that. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that in your life, how God has used people in your circles, even especially in times of hardship or in devastation. And God has brought his presence through your friends and through your community. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it's so, uh, it's just so good when, um, you listen to that, you know, I, I think, Growing up, we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit all that much, Hmm. I don't think. I I don't know. And I think that even today, I don't think we talk about, we don't put that to words. We say, oh, that was cool, that happened. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say, as a Christian, you don't necessarily say, oh, that was a coincidence. But we do. You know, we say, oh, what a coincidence that that happened, that you ran into that person. Well, that's not a coincidence, yeah. you know, that's, that's God, that's the Holy Spirit and nudging you even to make that call or, you know, and I think we need to put words to that or, yeah. you know, define that at more, more so. I tried to do that. Yep. And um, again, I said to a friend, you, God used you yeah. to this morning to um, speak to me. And mm-hmm. that was direct, that, uh, you know, thank you, but thank you, God, for yeah. using. And, and you I can said dismiss that. that real quickly for now. Yeah. You know, it. oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. She really, you know, but no, like, I, I had prayed for that for um, just a clear mind or just some, you know, that God would show me um, some things. Mm-hmm. And she was just a direct answer to that prayer. God used her. Yeah. And so. Yay. And I, you know, I think, and I said, and I did, I texted her or I messaged Mm. her and I said, God used those words. God used you to give Mm. me those words. Thank you. Yeah. You know? So. I just heard a story yesterday and I'm a little foggy in the details. I I just, my roommate was watching a video about it. So look this up, but this is something that just happened. I don't even know where Um, we were just reading the story of this guy who I think if I remember correctly, what I was hearing is that he was not a believer. Um, doesn't necessarily, wasn't a Christian. Um, but he, for some, somehow felt like this weird nudge to like reach out to this guy that he had not talked to since high school. Um, again, I'm kind of, I don't know all the details of this, but, uh, basically he just kind of connected with this person just kind of cause he felt some kind of like reason that he should. And they ended up just kind of like connecting and talking and just like, and they, I don't know if they were friends. Uh, maybe not. I think it was just like, it had been years mm-hmm. and, um, it, they kind of just start communicating on Facebook and it turns out that this person, um, uh, needs a, uh, uh, a kidney transfer and, um, they end up being perfect matches, which is like See? extremely rare. Apparently yeah. like that's, it's not normal. And this person, you know, was they, sometimes you are, you're waiting for a long time a long for time. that. Yeah. And it turns out this person has a perfect match and he ends up giving him his kidney and saving his life. Oh, cool. And it's like, you know, for a lot of people, yeah, you could call that fate. You could call that a coincidence. But, no. man, that's what a perfect example of, like, you know, God is working in those ways. And he's, he's he could have, you know, maybe he could have just healed that person some in a miraculous way. But what he chose to do is use somebody else mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that person, I don't I don't know the end of that story. I don't know his his faith journey with that. But um, man, what a cool example of when we're, when when we can partner with God, He's going to use us to do mm-hmm. miracles like that. Right. Right. 
Right. And who knows if people that were, maybe people were praying for him, God, um, please heal him. Please heal him. Um, the answer to that prayer was that somebody felt the nudging of the Holy Spirit, I believe, to just reach out to someone randomly, find out they're a perfect match. And who knows what would have happened had that person just decided, uh, I'm a little too busy today to do that. Right. You right. Know? I've got this list. I got of this list. Me. Um, yeah. yeah. We have to get out of the way. And, exactly. You know? So, yeah. Cool. Look up that story. I don't. I don't know how you would search for that. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll post something um, if I if I find an article to that because yeah. it's such a cool story. Um, yeah. So, last question for you, Lori. Um, okay. And this will be maybe the hardest one. Um, so we're we're talking about like the wonder of God, and I think the the fullest example of I think the the majesty and the beauty of God is the Christmas story of. Um, God saw us in our depravity and you, this man is cool reading through the whole of scripture and, and just seeing like the constant rebellion of his people. And you just see Israel and Judah eventually splitting and just continuing to just do this cycle of rebellion against God and sinning and God offering out a branch for them to cling on to and then them taking it maybe for a moment and then just continuing the spiral. And um, it gets to this point where we're, they're even exiled from God's uh, you know, promised land. And, you know, in our own sinfulness, we, we rebelled against God as, as humanity. And yet God said, I'm going to provide a way. I'm going to provide a way to salvation. I'm going to provide a way of redemption. And it was um, through his son, um, the word in flesh that was born to us, um, that was prophesied and eventually um, born in this this manger in, in such a different way than people even expected. But um, that's often how God works. And, you know, the spirit that was the Holy spirit that was, that was, um, at work, uh, in the life of, of, uh, the, like the early church in acts and, um, God has given us that spirit today, right? The, the Holy spirit to carry mm-hmm. on the kingdom work that Jesus set up and, and asked us to do when, uh, when he left earth. What does it look like um, in this time today? Because that same spirit lives within us as his church. Um, how does how do we intentionally live into that um, when we when we think about yeah the the wonder of God um, and this hope that we have um, as a believer in, in in God and a believer in in the redemption of um, of us through Jesus Christ? How do we take that into the world today, and how do we live fully into that as um, as his disciples? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think we've, if we go back to how I need to get my list out of the way, I need to yeah. get me out of the way. We've kind of talked about this yeah. already. Um, and it, when God nudges me, and I think for me anyway, it's not such big things. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't start out as, oh, wow. You know, Laura, you're going to change the world, or you're going to change Holland or Overisel, but it's this small little thing that he asked me to do, and if I'm willing to do that, um, it kind of snowballs hmm. um, often, you know, um, into and in hindsight. Now, you don't, I don't always see that. I, I hardly ever see it. Um, Right now in the, you know, when I say, okay, yeah, I'll send someone a card, Mm -hmm. you know, just to encourage them and say, yay, you're doing a great job. Um, But 
you know, often years down the road, um, yeah, you you hear, and sometimes you don't. Right. You don't hear anything. But but even the, you know, the man who came up on his bike with the thing of raspberries, mm-hmm. he has he has no, no idea that you're no even thinking about that today. That years and years and years later, that. I, that is such a beautiful picture of mm. God yeah. and just put me in awe. Mm. Um, he had no idea. Right. Right. And he's gone. He's long gone. I mean, he's in heaven, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and just what people, yeah. So, you know, I in my life, I think it's just all the million little things. Yeah. Um, it's not such big things, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, yeah, I mean, like, the, they're big things to me, but when that, when the person, you know, the, the person who blessed me didn't necessarily think it was such a big thing, yep. you know, and it probably, they probably forgot about it the next day. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's even things that I do, you know, right. I, you know, you go, oh yeah, you just do that. I mean, right. that's just the way it is. And, you know, yeah. and God, right. yeah, God nudged me to do it. So I did it. It's not me, you know, it certainly isn't me. So yeah. that's, that's, um, just a, I think an encouraging challenge, like for me to think about it in that way that, yeah, we, often put it on ourselves that, you know, yeah, I want to do, I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. And we, we imagine it in such like grand ways, maybe. And, and then we don't see the opportunities to do those really big grand things. And so maybe we become discouraged and like, ah, I just, maybe I'm not in the right place. And that's where we, I start to just think about like everything. Like, oh, maybe I need to just like move to a different country to do something crazy or, or like whatever that is, do something radical. Right. But I think you're right. Like, the, the Holy Spirit is going to use all of us um, in the places that he's already p- placed us, I think. Um, if if we're followers of Jesus, like he has put us in these communities or these areas where, you know, the Holy Spirit is at work in Holland as much as it is in like Zambia mm-hmm. or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe it's just in those little ways, those little pieces of encouragement or small acts that we do that we may not even see the effects of them, but God is using us to bring mm-hmm. about his kingdom. Well, it's like a, a thing that just popped in my head is um, I have a niece um, and her husband who foster. Yeah. They have four kids of their own, but they foster infants and often a long-term infant. And um, and they're not looking to adopt. They're just looking to help families, for to reunite families and have them healthy. And, um, but, you know, God's not calling me, Lori Skipper, to foster. Um, I don't feel that call in my life. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, but God's calling them to foster and their family to foster. But I can help. I mean, I can be a part of that and I can, you know, babysit and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and maybe shop and buy some Christmas presents for that child, you know, take the other kids, um, her kids and buy some Christmas presents because they have enough of financial burden already, you know, with, um, fostering and, and that. So, um, 
yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I can be a part right. of, I'm supporting them. I can be a part of that bigger picture. Right. God's not calling me to foster, but he does mm-hmm. call me to support those who are, yeah. you know, or right. in my life right now, that's what he's calling me to. He's yeah. calling me to support them and help them, you and know? Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of the church of God is that we are all gifted and blessed in different ways and in a variety of ways. And it's when the parts of that body come together and... yeah. And, and kind of are unified in all their different ways that, you know, we can really bring the kingdom of God. We can't do it ourselves, right? It's like, yeah, you can you can help your friend who has been, you know, called and gifted in one way um, that maybe you're not, but it's the complement of all these different things that right. is, makes up our body. Um, right. So uh, I just love that. And yeah, that's maybe, I think my challenge to myself today, looking at, um, just as I go about my life, and maybe this is my challenge to all of us, that we would choose joy. We would choose to acknowledge the ways that God is at work in our lives, even Mm -hmm. in the small ways. And I don't know, may we just respond to that and respond to the Spirit's leading. Um, And maybe it's in ways we don't understand or, or know why he would do these things. But even just some of these examples I hear, you know, maybe that guy that came up with the raspberries, who knows what, what prompted him to do that? Maybe it's just the smallest thing that he maybe in questioned, like, you know, should I bother? Um, yeah. And yet that was, that was God. That was the work of God. Yep. Um, so I, I think that's beautiful. Um, cool. Um, Laurie, would you want to pray for us before we close out? Sure. Sure. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, I just thank you. Um, I just thank you for the many blessings that we have. And um, in the joy um, in our lives, and even through this time of different schedules and hard times, um, just help us to focus on you and and to look for the joy. It, it definitely is a choice, and um, I just pray that you would bless um, our open eyes and our looking and our searching. And and God, during this time of cleared schedules and canceled parties and um, commitments, uh, that you would give us an awareness of um, your Holy Spirit in a, a just a, a great way and how we can reach out and how we can help people and and bring joy to them um, and help us to um, respond to the Holy Spirit's nudgings in our lives, um, the, mil- the million little things that make up the big grand picture. Um, we just love you, Jesus, and we um, just are so in awe of your wonder and your love for us and how you work everything out um, for our good. And we just love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Lori, for doing this. Thank you. appreciate you. It's been good. It has. It has. <laughs> a little nerve-wracking, but good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, were, you did such a great job. Thank you. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Hopefully we can continue this into this Advent series as we continue. Um, so hopefully we're signing off till next week. And um, yeah, I just pray that each one of you that are listening would just experience that joy and the hope of Christ as we um, just move through this time together. Have a great week. <laughs>